Well, this is the part of the service where you guys are all feeling like it's time for offering and it's not. So um, this is the, the great part of this new thing we're doing with the bulletin and all these sweet things is that uh, our Connect card is the way that we get to know you. And one of the things that's going to be part of it is how we respond to the sermon. And we want to give you a chance to do that. So as I'm preaching this morning, you can check out the next steps. We're going to talk about them a little bit. Um, and... And just kind of get excited about what God is doing and about ways to get more involved and to get more connected at our church. And that's, um, that's what we're doing. So would you join me in the awkwardness of praying for the sermon and, um, and moving into hearing what God has for us today? Um, I invite you to put your hands out because this is a season of Advent where we are anticipating what God is doing. And so just put your hands out as we pray and be open to what God is going to do in your heart and your life today. Let's pray. God, you are the giver of life and hope and joy and love. And Lord, as we come before you this morning, we ask that as the God of peace, that you would show us your peace, that you would teach us how to live in a way that honors you, that seeks peace and wholeness for our community and for ourselves, God. Would you show us your truth, in your name. Amen. Um, so I have a, I, I, I used to do this thing. Um, when I was in school especially, I primarily used pens. And I, I don't really know why, but I didn't like how pencils felt in my hand. But I used pens. And I think part of the thing I really liked about using pens in is that I would, I would chew on the pens. Like, the pens that I had would be like, destroyed half the time because they'd like just be like falling apart because I'd chew on them. And then once they started to fall apart, like I would try to take pens apart. So then I started to move to mechanical pens and like I'd unscrew them and I'd open them up and I'd do this because I, I kind of got, I felt myself in this regular rhythm of doing this and, um, and the result was I was taking my anxiety and my stress out on this object in my life. And in that time, in that season, it was a pen. Um, and part of this is, um, part of the season of Advent is recognizing all of the things that are stressors in our lives that, that take away from the joy that we have and that, that maybe are not the healthiest of habits. And, and so chewing my pen, like, was kind of part of this whole thing. And, but I think sometimes there's tension in the holiday season. We, we, sent, we walked through, like we got through Thanksgiving and some of us had a really great holiday and got to see kids or family that we really love and some of us got to deal with some really incredibly painful family things and as we go into Christmas, we're looking forward to having people staying in our house for days and days on end and not sure what to do with them and how to feed them and if that's not you, it's me. So um, like... We're, we're in this season, right? And, and it can be sometimes overwhelming. We can sometimes be a little bit stressed with how things are going on. And, uh, and so communication is important. Communication is really important. Uh, I, learned, I learned that communication was really important. I, I had a, I'm, I'm doing a wedding for my cousins, which is super fun. Um, and I got to meet with them over Thanksgiving and it's super fun because I've never related to my family about my marriage at all. 
Um, my, my immediate family, sure, talk about my marriage a little bit with my parents. Um, sure, maybe my sister, but not really even that much, but especially not my, my extended family. I've been married for 10 years, so like, it's going pretty well overall. Um, I, I really can't complain. I love my wife. Like, we're, we have an incredible relationship. And, and so getting to sit down and talk with my cousin and his fiance and, uh, and hearing their passion, their excitement about their love for each other was super sweet. And I got to sit down with them and do something that my pastor did for me when we got married, did for us. And in our first session, he asked, what, is, what are some of the things that are really important in marriage? And largely the main thing that comes out of that conversation, when, when people brainstorm who haven't been in it, they always say communication is one of those things that lands really hard. Like they were talking about how to communicate. And as they were talking, I was like, man, if I had communicated this well when I was getting married, um, how great it was. Because when I was in that marriage set, counseling set, session, um, I realized my wife kind of turned and said, like, yeah, you're not very good at this. And, and I thought I was great at it. So, so we were in this season of like we had to learn how to talk to each other. Um, not because not we didn't have real conversations or we weren't on the same page, but just like those everyday normal things of how you check in and how you care and how you invest. And those are things that I had to learn along the way in this journey. And um, the value of learning them was a value towards wholeness. Towards wholeness in our relationship, towards wholeness of being in ourselves, towards wholeness of our own identity. And I think as we go into this season, we talk about peace today, as we engage in Advent, the, the idea of this season of Advent is to bring real peace. And real peace is not actually this idea in our minds that we have sometimes of, like, world peace. Like, I just want everything to be calm. I wish my... my uh, my relatives who like to talk politics on the holidays would just not so that we don't have to disagree about what we're going to argue about. I wish, I wish we could just like let everything be and like not stir the pot. That's not real peace. It's not. It's, it's covering up the symptoms, right? And you see this all the time. Like people get spiked out with anger because the communication and the relationships are not being built in a healthy and incredible way. But real peace is the season, is what this peace is about. It's what the peace in the season of Advent is about. It's what the peace of Christ is about. And the peace, peace in the Bible is not just this social political peace. It's shalom. Shalom is the, the Hebrew word for peace. It's a greeting. Um, it, it's a greeting that you actually hear a lot um, in in Hebrew culture, it's the way you say hello. It's like aloha, right? Aloha. It's like, oh, so good. I feel so good inside. Like, man, life is good. Shalom. But shalom is not just peace. It's actually, it's, it's this incredible multifaceted concept of peace and wholeness and justice and things being made right and restored. So the season of Advent, the season of peace, is actually an invitation for us to recognize the restoration that comes in Jesus. 
the fullness, the wholeness, the, the hope, the joy, the love that comes in relation to who God is and how Jesus coming and being with us on the earth is, is transforming us and challenging us to know him better. The promise of peace in the coming of our Savior Jesus is demonstrated in the journey that it takes to get to the fullness of the presence of God. It just is. It's so good. Everything is better when we are in this place of wholeness and life and joy. So our passage today comes from John 14. And we're going to actually bounce around a little bit in our Bibles. And I've chosen to use this kind of new version of the Bible. It's called the Common English Bible. And I, I read it side by side with a lot of different things and kind of looked at my Greek and he, Hebrew texts. And uh, what I learned about this Bible is it is super easy to understand. So if you follow along on the screen, that's what I've got on. If you want to pull out the, pull, the, the Bibles in front of you this morning, you're more than welcome to follow along and, and see. It basically is just going to add a little bit of different understanding. It's going to explain words. Instead of using the fear of God, it's talking about the restoration of peace and wholeness, which is really what fearing God means and really being in that perfect relationship with God. So as, as we read and and explore this together. I hope you enjoy this slightly different version. It says, John 14, we're starting in verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I give to you, not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. You have heard me tell you, I'm going away and returning to you. If you loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than me. I've told you before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. Now you might notice that John 14 is not the beginning. We're not talking about where Jesus is born and whatever else like today. And you might say, well, it's Christmas time. We should be talking about Jesus being born. And you're semi-right. But it's actually Advent, which is Advent is this time of eagerly anticipating and waiting on God, right? And how are we doing that more right now than waiting for God to show up and to return and to make things new in our world? And that's the story of John 14. So he's going to the disciples. Jesus is speaking to them and proclaiming, peace be to you. I'm here. Receive my peace. I've told you before it happens so that you will believe. And so, so when he returns, we can be filled and know that his peace is with us. When, when he goes to the cross and dies, we know that his peace is with us. When he rises again, we can be sure that he is alive and has peace with us. And Advent is this season of waiting to celebrate not just Jesus as a child, but his active return and his presence in our lives. Jesus is inviting his disciples to this different kind of peace. It's not a tension, an end of tension or an absence of warfare or domestic tranquility or anything like that. In fact, it's his presence is contrary. It, it disturbs the existing relations. It's the dividing sword in family relations. Jesus' gift of peace is in reality the character and mood of the new covenant of the blood, which reconciles God to man. 
I, I love this idea of reconciliation to God. And I think sometimes, I, I, maybe I say it all the time to students, because there's nothing that really gets at what God is doing in our lives, actively in bringing his kingdom on earth, than this. You were made for a purpose. You were made. God made you. He created you. He designed you. He, he wants for you to know that you were made for a purpose. And that purpose isn't just whatever comes after we die. That purpose is for you to live out the calling of Christ here in this earth. And this is why through this transition period, especially we've been talking so much about how we live out our purpose. And your purpose is not my purpose. Some of you would be deathly terrified of coming up in front and speaking. And that's great. God made you that way. You don't have to overcome that fear. If you do, awesome. But but how are you living into the wholeness, the fullness of how God has made you? And how are you becoming the best servant of God that you were designed to be? Sometimes we get caught up in this, in this idea that we've got to be what somebody else is to fit in in the church. And yet the reality is we have to be about being whole ourselves. And that's kind of where we're going today. It's about this idea of real peace, incarnate peace, peace that transcends through, we, through who we are. So all of this kind of comes back to what is this peace. Isaiah 11 is this prophecy. Isaiah is in the Old Testament. It's kind of in the, right, right kind of in the middle of the Old Testament. And Isaiah is, has a lot of things he says that remind us of Jesus, that point us towards Jesus, that, that makes sense in the fulfilled prophecy of Jesus. And in the song, Sun to Come Down, right? It's Jesus comes down and he fulfills the prophecies. These are the prophecies. These are the things he fulfills. These are the things that are made new in Jesus. So Isaiah 11, um, that's big number 11. We're starting at verse number one. And it says, A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will spout out from, its root, from his roots. So Jesse is this like projection of direction in the tribe of Benjamin, with the tribe of with David, all the way down to Jesus. You can read the boring lineage um, at the beginning of Matthew. It's really intriguing if you're into family history. Not so much if you're not. Um, but Jesus is in this line of Jesse. A branch will sprout, will sprout from its roots. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him. A spirit of wisdom and understanding. A spirit of planning and strength. A spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, of of honor in the Lord, he will delight in fearing the Lord, and he won't judge by appearances or decide by heresy. Here, here is who Jesus is. This is where he fits in the, in the journey. He, he brings all of these things. And then it says the result of that, starting in verse 6, says the wolf will lie, will live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together, and the little child will lead them. Whew. The cow and the bear will graze, the young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play over the snake's hole. Toddlers will reach right over the serpent's den. They won't 
harm, or destroy anywhere on my holy mountain. The earth will surely be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, just as the water covers the sea. And on that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations will seek him out, and his dwelling will be glorious. Oh, right? That's like the fullness of God right there. Like, just, like, there's no turmoil. There's no things. And there's, like, it just peace. But not just peace for the sake of peace, but peace for the, the fullness of God's glory, the fullness of his creation. So peace, sometimes we get this idea that peace is laziness and rest and um, and while sometimes in our lives peace can be laziness and rest, it is certainly not binge-watching binge Netflix. Like, that might give you a break. You might need a break. It might be working out. I, it could be. I don't know. I kind of get almost just as stressed when I'm lifting weights. Like, I'm like, this is hard. Right? But peace is about fullness and wholeness and richness and sometimes those things can, can be a part of it. But peace is inherently about our journey towards Christ and seeking and pursuing him. Pursuing wholeness. This journey looks significantly di- different for each of us. Um, so in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, there's this guy named Paul who, who used to torment the church and kill people in the church. And is kind of responsible for the first martyr of the church. And then he has this miraculous experience with Jesus um, on the road to Damascus. And then he spends the rest of his life committed to helping people understand what being part of the church is. He tells them kind of the key things about Jesus. The key, key things about faith and life and the, the gospel. The good news of restoration in, in life in Jesus. And then... He talks about what our role is in the church. And so 1 Corinthians is this letter. He's writing to a church. And in chapter 12, he, he kind of goes on this journey of helping us see that we're not all the same. And that's okay. Uh, chapter 12, verse 12 says, Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts. And all the parts of the body are one body even though there are many. We were all baptized by one spirit into the body, whether Jew or Greek or slave or free. We were all given one spirit to drink. Certainly the body isn't one part, but many. And then he goes on to say, you know, if you say you're, if you're an ear, you're really good at listening, but you don't want to be a, a, an ear anymore. You want to be a foot because you want to be moving, right? Like you don't just cut off the ear and the body. Like, we all have our role to play in part of the wholeness of the kingdom of God. We all have our role and our, and our responsibility to live out in the fullness of the kingdom of God. And the reality is that God's peace is, restora- is wholeness and restoration. God's peace is wholeness and restoration. It is the whole body of of God working together for his glory and his fullness into the kingdom of God. And so if you get nothing else out of today, if you get nothing else out of today, I hope that you get that God's peace is wholeness and restoration. Both for you personally, but for us corporately. 
for us collectively to live out this journey of peace and restoration and joy and hope. So what do we do with this? How do we, how do we live out our relationship to God? How do, we, how do we take steps towards peace and wholeness and richness in our lives? Where do we go with that? And that is why you guys have these, right? So my next steps, uh, my, my, my next steps. The, in response to today's message, I plan to, and we're going to kind of go through these a little bit. So as, as I talk, you might see something that kind of sticks out to you. You can check that. And um, in response to some of your comments, like, man, I put this in the bucket, and then I forgot what it was when I got home. We even have a spot for you to write it, along with all of the incredible notes about what you've heard me say today on the back of your bulletin. So there's some great, there's some great ways to respond. But step one, option one, be a bringer of peace and wholeness. Um, so how do you do this? How, how do you be a bringer of peace and wholeness? And the reality is, in, in being a peace bringer, you are not seeking just to make things uh, fine, right? We're working towards God's peace, towards justice, towards restoration. Move them. Don't make things fine. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, the, the next step on your, in your idea is take some time to value somebody else. Let's take this on a personal level. Who's somebody in your life right now that you could look into their eyes and recognize and see and add value to them? Right? Like, it's so incredible. And we, we try to do it occasionally when we have somebody come up and we say, Thank you so much for all you're doing and all you're seeing and all you're, all you're participating in. We talk about that somewhat. We, sell, we try to celebrate people sometimes. But how are you recognizing in the lives of the people around you and, and hearing their brokenness and yet also being a bringer of hope, of peace, of helping them to move towards restoration? How are you allowing them to process the things that are going on in their lives? And so this week, be present with somebody. Encourage somebody. Now you might say, not really my thing. I'm way more a sarcastic person. Uh, Encouraging somebody is kind of a little bit out of my comfort zone. I don't really have time one-on-one to do this. Great. Option two, step two, find balance and peace. Reassess where you are. So finding balance and peace in your own life. Some, sometimes this time is crazy. The season is crazy, and we have to get some me time. Now, me time meaning how are you, not just spending time by yourself, but how are you being in a place that's going to be restorative and fulfilling for you? And that could be saying, how am I going to invest in my relationship with God this week? How am I going to spend some time in in silent prayer? How am I going to spend some time in worship and listening to worship music on my drive? How am I going to to, invest in my relationship with God by 
reading the Bible or listening to his word um, as I go, how am I going to find real rest and peace and step out of my to-do list? How am I going to be healthy for once and eat healthy foods and exercise? Get some time to focus on God's peace in your life. Again, could be different. Luke 5, um, verse 15, says this, News of him spread even more, and huge crowds gathered to listen and to be healed from their illness. But Jesus would withdraw to deserted places for prayer. You are not better than Jesus. Wholeness and peace equals focusing on your relationship with God. It involves stepping away from the world sometimes. It is so healthy to retreat. Um, I'm going to take a brief second here. This is, this is one of those most incredible things in getting to do ministry with students that most people don't get to see. But time-wise, in the season in life of the church, uh, let's say a kid comes to youth group every week, and I get FaceTime with that kid every single week. Uh, let's say they come to Sunday school, they come to church on Sunday morning, and I see them for a solid hour and 15 minutes every single week. And they come every single week out of the entire school year. You know how many weeks are in the school year? 32. You know how many hours are in a weekend retreat? Like 45 to 50. So in one weekend, in one time and set-aside opportunity, you can spend more intentional time in your relationship with God, being invested in by others and caring for one another, than you can experience in an entire year of coming to church and youth programming. That blows my mind. And we wonder why impactful, like, trips like Chick are so impactful in the lives of students. And they come up and they're like, Ah, God is so good! Because how many times in their life have they invested 200 hours of a week into their relationship with Jesus? Get away. Pray. Invest some time. Go to a retreat. Option three, bring peace by sharing God's peace. Bring peace by sharing God's peace. Um, And how much peace God has given you. And so here's, here's the thing, right? God's promise in John chapter 14, what we looked at at the very beginning, right? Is that my peace I leave with you? My peace I give you? Do you believe that? If you believe that God is actually the bringer and the giver of peace, if you believe that his peace is real in the lives, in your own life, in your own life, then how much more are we responsible for sharing that peace and that hope and that wholeness with others? So here's step three. Bring peace by sharing God's peace. Tell somebody else about what God means to you. Some of us have gotten into the habit of doing this. This is a regular thing. I'm I'm watching it week in and week out on, on the Facebook pages of people who are running the marathon and half marathon. They're like, this 
is what this is about. We're raising money. We're doing this. This is giving us hope for restoration of the world. This is how we are sharing and inviting people in. But let's not forget also that this is about Jesus' presence in their life. This is about the peace that, that gives forever, the well that will never run dry. Bring peace by giving God's peace. That might be option three for you this week, to find an opportunity to share a story of what God is doing in your life. And option number four is invite Jesus' peace as the Lord of me. Maybe you don't really get this. This is something that you're like, I, yeah, I kind of get it. I kind of believe it. But I don't know if I, I've ever really made the commitment, the step, the the oppor- taking the opportunity to say, God, would you transform me? I don't know if I even believe that peace is real. Would you show me that? So for some of you, maybe taking that step of peace, of, of hearing and experiencing true peace by proclaiming Jesus as the Lord of me. And Acts 10, again, this is telling the story of of the church after Jesus has gone back up to heaven. Acts 10, verse 34 to 36 says, Peter said, I really am learning that God doesn't show partiality to one group of people over another. Rather, in every nation, whoever worships him and does what is right is acceptable to him. This is the message of peace He sent to the Israelites by proclaiming the good news through Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. So will you let him be the Lord of me and of you? As I pray, uh, maybe something stood out to you. We're going to take some time to check out, check these boxes, um, and we're going to receive the offering and then we're going to take a little bit of extra time to reflect. We've got two more songs after the offering for us to just enjoy, to, to worship God. And maybe for you, part of receiving God's peace and wholeness is just letting go and singing praise to him. So as we pray, and as we pray for the offering, would you Consider what God has for you. Heavenly Father, would you join us in this place? Would you let your peace reside on us? God, as we each deal with the world in our own ways and maybe overcome challenges at work and at home or with families or with our kids being crazy or with great grandkids being crazy, God, like, would you be the bringer of peace? Would you show us your hope? Would you give us your joy? Would you fill us with your presence? Lord, if there's anyone here who feels like they need to proclaim that you are God, that you are good, to invite you to be their peace, Lord. We ask at this point that you would be present with them, that you would fill them with with your peace. God, and that they would have the courage 
to share the joy with their friends. God, you are good. Your mercy endures forever. You are the God who brings peace. You are the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Wholeness, of Salvation, of Justice, of Righteousness, the one who sets things right, who has made us individually with your love and your purpose. God, bring us your wholeness. Pray this in your name. Amen.